I'm not, I'm not fucking them. Hmm. Too much time. Wait, to actually clack? No, to like find it. Oh, uh, okay. It just takes a lot of time. Grace might have one. I'm pretty sure I guys make a thing. Yeah, like, I guess. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about having to do that shit again because the shit was annoying. All right. Shit was annoying. Um. Um. Huh. Oh, that's why. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want to do the intro or do you want me to do the intro? Or can I do the intro? Do the intro. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Was That in Good Taste? Your podcast for anything tasteful was for and was a taste whizful. <laughs> My name's Chandler Phillips. Thank you for joining us. And with me, as always, James Beery. What's going on? Today, we have a very exciting episode where we break down corporate lifestyles. The corporate element of a lot of the businesses that we are entrenched in. Um, are they more cringe and just ew? Or are they just kind of campy and fun? Of course, I'm talking about the uh, the onboarding processes of uh, like when you first get hired by a place. and it's Capitalism! Like, and it's like uh, our policy is to make sure that the customer... Wait, wait, don't give them too much. You can't get too much. You cannot have too much for free. If you want more, you gotta hit that like button. Like? No, no. Oh, this one? No, you gotta. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know where it is. Is it. Um, that like button. Like, comment, subscribe, engage, give us feedback, tell us what you think. Uh, check out the behind the bar. Check out any more new segments coming out. Really just dig into the lore. We're we're doing video. The link is going to be in the description of this episode, of course. It's exciting. I know. Doing video is so exciting because it feels like we're having an actual personal connection. It feels like it's just you and me. And him. And him. And me. And me. Wink. (laughs) Um, So... This week, of course, like you said, we're talking corporate things and blah blah blah, and so corporate camper cringe, camp camp camper cringe. That's the that's just the slug line for the episode. If you need to look it up on, uh, oh look at him use a slug. Oh look at 
Look at him. He learning phrases. I know a slang. Wow. Look and at this guy. What could be more corporate than Smith and Cross London style traditional Jamaican rum? Because what is the West Indian Trading Company if not the worst corporation? Island boy. <laughs> so, we have here Smith and Cross, overproof Jamaican rum. Quick what little, is it proving? It's proving. Why is it proving it so much? Because someone's got to prove it. Overproofing, of course, is the process of which usually liquor is not diluted to like commonly like 80 proof or like, 40%. Like a lot of things are like 70 or 80% proof, like vodka. Or no, it'd be 40 proof, 80%. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just want to clarify. 70, for, I meant 70 or 80. Everything's 50. either 70 or 80 or 40 or 50. Or 100 if it's bottle and bond. Or 100. Anyway, Smith and Cross clocks in at uh, 114 percent, or, uh, proof, 57% alcohol. That's pretty wild. That's pretty corporate. I'm not gonna lie. We're here. We're sitting here talking about Smith and Cross. We're talking about how it's overproofed, and I just want this in my mouth. So, what's gonna happen is is that while you talk, I'm gonna do some pouring. So, Smith and Cross is actually the uh, kind of remnants of two other Jamaican style rums. Uh, distilled by Plummer and Waiterburn independently and then mixed into this bottle. Uh, The Waiterburn-style rum is aged for six months in oak casks and is a lighter, more flavorful style of rum, while the Plummer is aged for three years previously in used used bourbon barrels. Um, And so, of course, it's going to have a little bit heavier, a little bit more of that... uh, that bourbony style where the sweetness comes from the oak and the vanilla. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, oh my God, the only, like the big difference here is that bourbon is stored in fresh bourbon barrels for usually four to five years. And then hold on fresh. Let's be specific. <sighs> bourbon barrels are stored in, Freshly charred, new, white, American oak barrels. Like that. Typically about 53 gallons. Just in case you were ever curious. Like what the standard American barrel size is. I am now. (laughs) It's 53 gallons. I feel like this is very good for the camper cringe kind of thing because I... Camp or corporate. Whatever. Oh wait, no, that's oh wait. Uh, here's oh, oh. here's the tie-in, actually. Oh. oh. Uh because it started sometime around 1788, and two firms, Smith and Tires and White Cross, started uh incorporating uh, or yeah. It started incorporating <laughs> on importing sugar and rum to the London docks. Um, the enterprise would eventually lead to the formation of the Smith and Cross brand, which was obtained by Heyman Limited, where it remains today. It's all mergers and acquisitions from the just briefly post-revolution era. This shit has been incorporated for a long-ass time. And that's why we're trying to figure out, is it cringe or camp? I think all rum is camp. 
All rum is camp. It's just like fucking sugar water that's like liquorized. And then they say things like traditional Jamaican rum where the dreadlocks checkmate lib. Well, it's in London now. <laughs> now, honestly, I just feel like uh, rum for me, rum always says a lot of things. There's lots of words on the page for me, but I always get the same things from rum, which is I get this sort of um, astringent kind of taste and smell sometimes, especially in the things and the ones that are overproof. The rum will give you the oily texture on the mouth when it's overproofed. It'll have that weird twang of sweetness and bitterness when it's overproofed. And also it kind of just tastes like it touched a barrel, but not aged in a barrel, which is another characteristic of rum that I, I think I don't like rum. Wow, that is a hot rum. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Mm. Oh my God. Like we said, this is I might also, have poured too much. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Okay, so that kind of tastes like um, if you just soaked some banana peels in uh, straight up moonshine mm. for, and then slapped your mother with it. Yeah, for just, about three months, just to fucking wow, just to do it. Hot shit! Hot, wow. hot shit! Wow! F R E A K A K. That. That's some wild flavor hitting you right in the mouth hole. What is the... So rum, of course, is a distilled product made of... Sugar cane. Sugar cane. Or some sort of sugar cane relative, like molasses. You can be made out of molasses and still be rum. Have you ever had sugar cane straight up? Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's weird. It looks... The color is a little milky. And uh, it's like... Oh, wait. Juice? Like, like, actually, no, you're chewing on it? Yeah, I've had no, I'm it, just like, saying, you, you can see it. the juice when you're, like, chewing on it, like, the liquid from it. It's got the juice. Because of the fiber. Yeah. I always just thought that was my saliva mixing. Oh, my God. And I was just, like, sucking on it like a... Oh, my God. Oh, God, please. Oh, God. Any... Unless you like that, then you can follow our new yeah. ASMR channel. <gasps> was that in good taste, ASMR? You ready? Chandler, go. All right. We got to... <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, that has been the was that a good taste? Hey, it's a more hour. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us. Again, I'm not going to say it's a bad rum. It clearly has its place. Uh, as like car fuel, <laughs> rum, overproof but, rum. Obviously, that's that's where it belongs. It's the, the as a characteristic of being overproofed. I think is a reflection of what the product is meant to be. Because when you're getting into overproof liquors, now that's not to say cast strength whiskeys, because cast strength or certain overproof whiskeys still strength are generally only done that way because the the people who are making it are trying to bring out something unless it's like a bird dog or a proof that exists or something like that that would be wild yeah generally if you see 100 115 120 on the label of a whiskey bottle it's it's doing it for a reason 
It's meant to be a little heavy-handed. Uh, overproof rum tastes the same kind of across everything. Um, while Everclear, which I believe is a clear, which is a clear, is a white uh, overproof rum, which I, is I don't think Everclear is made. Oh no, from, it's a, no, you're uh, right. It's, you're right. It's just a grain. It's just a it's grain liquor. Grain. Yeah, it's um, not sugar. Bacardi 151. Yo, that's an overproof one. Tastes like ass. Does it taste like ass or does it taste like gasoline? It tastes like gasoline dressed up real cute. Ate ass. But not my ass. Somebody else's. They came home and kissed me. And you were like, hmm, gasoline. <laughs> Where have you been? Oh, my God. And then it, it came home with a sticker of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've got a lot to say about this topic. So what I want to do is, like, you know. Are we going to pivot? No, we're going to. I'm not going to sip this. Yeah, I don't want to sip This only exists for one reason and one reason only. As mixer. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Oh, for, are we clinking? Oh, we're finishing. No, we're shooting it. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. All, All right. right. So um, one. Hold on. Disclaimer. 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 Don't overdrink. Hydrate. Obviously, drink a reasonable amount, like a reasonable person. Don't buy Smith and Cross traditional Jamaican rum. Pour yourself almost three ounces of it, and then shoot it before then continuing through thirty more minutes of content. So, don't be like us. Get better role models. Wowzers. Do you ever wonder what the uh, banana runs would be like if um, they Hold were... Hold on. It wasn't that bad shooting it like that, actually. I, I'm going to be... Yeah. Something about that was weird. It didn't... Oh no! I just had the burp. Oh nope! I'm feeling I'm feeling the warmth. Yep. Nope. It has the it has the juice. It didn't hit the depths of the mines of Moria, and it hasn't awakened the Balrog yet. Let me get. Have you been watching Rings of Power? Not yet. I have to watch it. Oh, fuck it. We're just doing things. Got you. All right. I'm fine. Have you <laughs> have you read any good books lately? <laughs> I don't read. Have you have you seen the new, the new TikTok trends? No, what's up with these TikTok trends? No, 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 no. You you know it. Oh, I do know the one that's like the dolphin noises. What's oh this one? This is this. Okay, I hope nobody out there sues us. For me, this is, I really like I don't, corn. I don't know. What do you like about corn? It's corn. All right, that's it. I'm not trying to get taken down completely. It's so, corn. I feel like what I gathered from that is when it comes to overproof spirits, you're really more of a of a white dog like bourbon kind of. This is I'm gonna be honest. I feel like white dog and things like that. While it's fucking gross, it's disgusting. It has actually a very corn, very sweet, very buttery. Uh, it's super buttery, and it actually has the same characteristic. That's beautiful. Gorgeous. Uh, rum has a characteristics. I believe it's oily. That is kind of similar where, like, there's that kind of viscosity um, that's an all-coating, all all-encompassing all aspect of uh, of both spirits. It's just, like, you in my mouth. It's just down my throat. You don't get that it's so much with, like, uh, 
with a with a vodka or like an Everclear because that's a straight shooter that's just it doesn't burn until it's hit you and like it kind of rearranges your guts a little bit. It's funny because I've never had that as an issue. My first experience with overproof rum what or overproof liquor was indeed Everclear when I was living across the street from where I live now and my roommate was like, "Oh, you don't really drink." Yeah, well, that's interesting. And then he would give me drinks, and then I would not get drunk. And then literally, he would parade me around to events, and he would take me with him to parties and be like, look, he doesn't get drunk. Look at me. (laughs) I have a freak in my caravan. I can drink anything, and I don't get drunk. Behold, the rare spectacle. Just but a nickel, you can feed him a shot. I'm only worth three-fourths of a person. Should we start a road show? That would be... Uh... I feel like you should look more aghast and more disturbed by that. This is Remember, this is going to be on video now. So when I say things that are like absolutely disturbing or accusing you of racism, you absolutely just have to like look aghast. I have to look like it's the first time <laughs> you've said... <laughs> are you saying that I accuse you of being racist frequently and that I'm often making racial jokes? Look, one of us is making racial jokes. Oh, and the other one is making them on mic. And is <laughs> um all right. You know what's actually very interesting? I feel like one thing that we don't do on camera, but I think or or on audio, is we don't catch it personally. And it was expressed to me um the other day from someone that I had been speaking to mm-hmm. that As apparently you are to communicate. From talking to them romantically, they felt like, apparently, I don't know what I said to them, but they thought that, like, they should, they they felt like, they felt penis envy. They were like, you make me feel like I should have a dick. And I'm like, I don't know what I did to make you think that I love cock that much. Because I don't think I did anything. Wait, but it was it that you love cock or that you love your cock? No, 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 no. They, I, apparently I made them feel like in order for me to be attracted to them, they felt like maybe they needed a penis. But I, I, I know Crunk is a big, strong man, and I have pictures of him over my walls, but come on. Um... I'm just curious if that's still penis envy. Because then is it like they're they're not jealous oh. of the relationship that it's more you like, have? It's more, it's, more like, pe- it's more like penis gaslighting. I'm, I'm not not on purpose. Yeah. But like, it's, like, it's like I'm accidentally or inadvertently making them feel. Well, I just because I always kind of pictured penis envy as like. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous of penis. <laughs> like I'm jealous of people who have a penis because like they just get to go skip through the fields. <laughs> And like just frolic with their penis. I'll just like, why oh, I, look at me. I got a penis and I get paid a dollar for every 75 cents you do. This and is why like, I really want a woman on. Because uh, I feel like ha- having. I just don't know what the like the true definition of penis envy is. Me either. But I feel like if there was a person here who was femme, I probably wouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, well. What's said, it's said. Misogyny. All right, here we... I I feel like we're avoiding corporate talk. Well, because 
we were just finding the right transition. And since you brought up misogyny, let's talk about our company's sexual harassment policy. So actually, being here at Being Human Productions, where you work for podcasting for the people, we need all of our hosts, the host being myself and Chandler. That's me. As well as a few other people who are under our brand. Um, it's absolutely important that you participate in our company culture, which means that when we're recording, we have to get sloshed. So you have to join us. We call it's, that it's the good of, taste phenomenon. That's what we give our listeners, the good taste phenomenon. That's the uh, synergy that we build with our company. Um, although we say drinking is not recommend or not required, but it is recommended, that only goes for you, the voluntary uh, listener slash participant. Anyone under our employ at this time is... Uh, actually contractually required to uh, uh hour <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get undermined by what's the opposite of a subordinate no imagine it's <laughs> the best thing about so co- corporate culture yeah. and the thing about it is that i so first of all what is corporate culture? As somebody who worked, I don't work at Starbucks anymore, and the company that I work for now, they have a lot in common. And the things that they have in common are when you do onboarding, when you're joining, they make you watch lots of videos. And a lot of the videos are... In this module. <laughs> Fuck! It's not even a joke. It's like three <laughs> modules, and each module has like 15 lessons. And then some of the modules are absolutely amazing because they have people interacting. And it's like... Well, hey there, Susan. Watch this clip. So. And answer the question that follows. <laughs> well, it's so funny. It's so good to see you again. Man, it's good to wrap up this meeting. You know, it's really good to work with you as a, one of our partners. Um, You want to go get a drink? Don't worry. I got the company card. I can pay for it. What did Ted do wrong that would be a violation of our sexual harassment policy? <laughs> I really, I, I really love, because uh, my place of work now has one that was for workplace safety and um, trigger warning school shootings. Um, <laughs> the fucking guy will, or, or office shoot uh, life in America. The hey, guy, everyone's got guns and lives don't matter. The guy walks in to so in the thing it's, it's like fifty little things. You click the little thing and it's like in case of emergency. Go to the back, and there's a pamphlet, and it tells you where to go. I'm going home. That's where I'm going. <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here. I I actually want. I took a I took a snapshot the other day. Oh my god! Talking to the fucking mic. Sorry, I was looking up a thing. I took an actual snapshot of uh, the crisis levels at my current place of employment. Oh oh wait, is there anything distinguishing about nope. it? Nope. So you're saying that I can put it right here. You can put it right there. Bam. Uh, there Don't are, forget. Send it to me right now before I forget. There are two crisis levels. Orange, which is moderate, and red, which is highest fucking priority in all of the land. Shit is going down. What's going on in the red priority is uh, a member or team member... Fucking dies. 
What? Uh, the next thing down is serious health incident, heart attack, stroke. Hold on, hold et on. Cetera. Hold on. Let me see this before, because I want to put this up here, but I need to look at this because, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like. Number, number three, cyber attack. Oh, my God. Okay. And then number four is team member or member misconduct may result in negative media toward the company. This is really what what spawned the whole uh, idea for this episode where I was like, okay, the fact that they just ranked like people dying while you're at work with it might be a bad PR look. I mean, because it's the truth. But it, it is, but also like, it's that's actually below like fire or like flooding or because the way it's phrased, someone has to either having been dead, like someone had to have just died or in the process of dying or there's just the negative altercation between customer and staff. Gotcha. That could be on the internet. That's where I was like, wait, 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 wait. Let's take a minute. These things are all in the same ballpark. Let's take a minute to remember that companies do not care about you. Uh, Companies exist to take care of their stockholders, the shareholders, and you as an employee are just an asset that they use. They don't care about you they don't like you if anything if they could pay you nothing they would and anybody who listens to this and goes well that's not true i'm a i i'm a landowner and i'm a landlord and i own a small business you're fucking lying because if you could absolutely have people work for you and not <laughs> pay them and not have to compensate them not only would you you would absolutely legislate against it tomorrow you would vote on it which is, of course, also... I would even argue that, like, at a certain point in time, half the country would go to war over something. Like, like if you actually had to pay your laborers. I, I You know what? I agree with that. Because if you had <laughs> to pay people a living wage, then what would happen is that people would absolutely get up in arms about that. Because they would say things like, well... I guess McDonald's is not a real real job. Well, then I guess McDonald's should be closed from until four o'clock. It should be open from four to eight because everybody who works there should just be a student. Yeah. No one should work at McDonald's. Who's not a student. No one should be allowed to work at McDonald's by that logic, which is wild to think like just because you're new to the workforce means that you have to, be expl- like you have to earn your earn your stripes as an exploitee before you can be an exploiter the exploitation of the class which is all classes which is both the proletariat or whatever you want to call the middle class and whatever you want to call the upper class is that everyone except for the people who are at the absolute top are absolutely being exploited always and that is unfortunate and it's funny because when you work for big companies especially, right, you see it clearly. 
because when you take the the corporate training, it's like obviously they say things like, make sure that you only talk about your brand on your Twitter, Facebook, or social media when Rem- it's positive. Remember, you're a representative of our brand and our company, and we wouldn't want anything bad to happen. People don't speak enough about the culture of small businesses. Small businesses are completely adhering to the same capitalist consumers nonsense, but because they're small business and people think that small businesses are different than big businesses, small businesses can get away with not paying their people at all or legally. <laughs> That's kind of where I wanted to bring bring the other side of this uh, this battle in because there's all this like... That's why I took it there. Oh, big, big companies... Big businesses driving out the mom and pop shops. It's not like the mom and pop shops are, you know, providing any more. All right, that's not fair. But in my experience as an hourly wage worker, uh, mom and pop shops are just as, if not more, exploitative of their workers and the system. The that. They work in. I would argue that mom and pop shops treat their workers worse than these multi-billion dollar conglomerates, mainly because the multi-billion dollar conglomerates have more capital. So while they're still exploiting their workforce, they're able to afford to exploit them a little less than a mom and pop shop, which you expect the exploitation. I would say the one caveat is that mom and pop shops may not necessarily um, treat their workers worse, but they will exploit them more. Yes. Like they will have a rapport and like they will empower their workers uh, to a certain extent. But as far as being equitably financially, I mean, because your family. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, like Chandler, you know, that if you needed to pay your rent, you could come to me. We've been working together for like 10 years. I'm not going to pay you more money. I'm not going to. But I could give you an advance. Like I can give you an advance. Not even lend you the money. I can give you an advance. That is. like I'm open. I'm amenable. (gasps) We can talk about our old boss. (gasps) He no longer lives near me because he sold his multi-million dollar brownstone. And we don't work for him anymore. That's true. We can talk about him. The uh, the man who sold the moon. <laughs> My God. You know what? It's a good thing. Hold on. You know what actually got me was when uh, we were talking about fishing, and he was telling me about a fishing rod that he had bought for $2,400 as he was... Uh, Paying me <laughs> minimum wage and a little below that. <laughs> I mean, there's also the like weird kind of anti-immigration kind of like stance while also simultaneously employing primarily, you know, Hispanic people who aren't legal citizens of this country. So I think this is where the argument for like corporate at least is self-aware enough to 
kind of compensate you equally or equitably. Mm. They still will pay, like, corporate franchises will still pay. They pay you in a manner that is competitive with other corporate overlords. Mm, I see. That that's the thing because that's it. The mom and pop shop doesn't have the, they don't have the assets. They don't have the ass, so they so have they, to but, use they have to use their workarounds, which is why they exploit people who aren't citizens. Because if you try to employ, like exploit somebody who like you know paying somebody four dollars an hour versus McDonald's, if you could work in the in the states legally, then you would just work at McDonald's. But if you can't. You work for $5 an hour and you work from open to close and you carry all the heavy things and you do it for 20 years and you appreciate your boss because you think he's a nice white man when really he's (laughs) giving you too many hours and he's not compensating you with any uh, benefits and he's uh, making you work the hours that are... um, like people have fought and died over fucking labor laws, which that's that's what's fucking crazy to me is like we as a even as a country, let alone on a global scale, there have been revolutions and like blood in the streets over fucking labor laws and people can just like skirt around them because they're like, oh, well, they're not documented citizens. So like because you don't want them to be here. I forget what company it is, but there, there's some one of the one of the, one of the larger companies in America. I really wish that I could just uh, eviscerate them. I, I really wish that this company that I want to destroy, that I want to make sure that everybody knows how absolutely terrible they are. I really wish that I remembered their name because what they do is is they hire illegal immigrants, and then when they're there for too long or they need to get paid, then they just call. Fucking immigration. Oh, shit. They call ice on these motherfuckers. That sounds like fucking a sort of domestic terror. Like, isn't swatting and icing, like, just as, and doxing, like, all in the same sort of? I mean, not enough, because people don't get arrested for it enough. That's crazy. But was that a mom and pop shop, or was that No, 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 that was definitely not. That was like an actual like conglomerate. Yes, of course. Well, okay. What in that same vein? What was the place that just recently got in trouble for having uh, child laborers in Alabama? What? No, it was a uh, who? It was a car shop. It was the car thing in uh, Alabama. Child laborers. Look that up, Jamie. Can I just say I wouldn't be absolutely surprised at all because I mean. Child labor is free labor, obviously. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, can I be fair and say that I think it's weird because, oh, God, it sounds like I'm I'm excusing child labor, like, abuses. But, like, you live in Alabama, and there's, like, 100 people in that area. Everybody's working. Everyone's working. The government's not there to, to do anything else. The government's not there to help the people. You know what I mean? In Alabama, children are working because children have to fucking work or the families fucking starve. Well, that's the thing also with mom and pop shops is you can get away with, like, look, as much as we love Bob's Burgers, he's still benefiting off of child labor because he's employing his kids. 
But isn't it just like that? It's it. it uh, wow, you're right. Boz Burgers is fascism canceled. It's not fascist. It's uh, it's late stage capitalism as it as at its worst. Mm, it is. But oh, by not... the way, it was uh, Hyundai and Kia violating uh, federal child labor laws in Alabama factory. It's gross. It's whack. Um, throw them under the bus. Let's hope that bus isn't a Hyundai. I think the difference with Boz Burgers is that it is... A cartoon? No, no, no. I mean, it is a reflection of late-stage capitalism, but here's the thing. They are victims of it, not really... And, and this is why the myth of the small business owner is truly a myth, because even if you own a small business, you're probably just in massive debt, and you often have to... You have to exploit your employees, lest you be homeless, because you are nothing. Lest ye be homeless. <laughs> Sorry, you just, you just <laughs> lest just sounds like the type of word that someone like accusing someone of being a witch would say. This is my public service announcement. Yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll try to keep it serious. <laughs> my public service announcement. If you are ready for this. Hear ye, hear ye. The public service announcement is commenced. Uh, Going. I really want to sing Hamilton, but I want to get taken down. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Samuel Seasbury. Listen, this is this is my little which is if you own a small business and you're like, these people are taking away, you're all poor. You oh you own a oh my god, you own a like garage in like Oklahoma and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you don't make shit, okay? You make literally nothing. You are not and probably will never be a millionaire. And if you own two, if you have two million dollars, that's also nothing. You make three million a year, and that absolutely means nothing. It does nothing for you. You are nothing, you are at the bottom rung. You One- get nothing. Good day, <laughs> sir. One bad year, you're homeless. Straight up. That's a fact. That's a, you may you may think that you're on the prime time of the capital grind, but you'll find yourself in the bottom of a barrel with no one to hold. Man, I'm I'm so bad. I saw the document. I didn't make any notes because I got so much stuff to say about corporate corporations and and capitalism and things like that mainly because the companies are so good at exploiting you but they're also so good at tricking you they're so good at tricking you by giving you small benefits they're so good at tricking you by saying that you can get free schooling just like starbucks tricked people into thinking that they were progressive by doing things like the one of like the health care programs that they offered was very trans positive so lots of people who are trans would work there effectively for zero dollars, okay? Like after you do your math and you like do your math of like, like work study wise. No, no. Or? Like you you go and like like calculate your rent and the things that you do and try to figure out effectively because they only worked there to get insurance that was good enough for them to transition. Effectively they made zero dollars. They only worked there to get the insurance. Because That's wild. And and the fact that you have to do that and the fact that these corporations trick you and Starbucks, they're inspire one they're inspire one neighbor one person, one neighborhood, one cup at a time. It's really interesting 
the latte and cup methods where Starbucks breaks it down and try to make it really the the customers first, but at the same time, absolutely breaking laws and firing people and trying to keep the workers from exercising their rights because companies don't give a shit about you. Companies don't give a fuck about you and who you are. They they literally just don't give a they shit. They don't fuck about you or anything that you do. They don't, <laughs> they, they don't give a fuck they about don't you. Fuck with you. They don't uh, fuck with. I mean, that's you? why fucking Starbucks, even even TJ's. That's a listen. Even TJ's be shutting stores First just all, to fuck with the uh, unionists. Oh, you, I, don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna say that i just have it as a trader joe's fuck them too they don't fuck with so that's like you watch these videos that are like we like to promote a company culture and you're like what culture the fucking culture of just bending me over and taking as much as you can out of my pockets i mean of course oh man trader joe's like they up their discount from like 12 to 15 to 20 percent but like fuck you you don't pay your people well enough you know, it's and then you you just kind of say like, hey, you know where you could spend that hard earned petty cash, right back with us, and then who knows, you might even see the same dollar bill again. That's the kind of magic that we offer here at our company culture. And you have nothing else but to do that. And I think it's interesting how like companies like because remember it's company policy. I've seen entire stores at Starbucks separated aka fired because something happened in the store and they couldn't figure out who it was so what they did was is they watched the cameras and when the partners that's what starbucks calls their partners when their partners took home the pastries that were going to get thrown in the trash they fired everybody because it's company policy to not take the food because it's theft to take food that's going to go into a garbage can, uh, food that's going to go into the trash, food that was frozen and inside of a freezer not even a whole 12 hours ago, going into the garbage, and people who do not pay enough take it to feed their fucking feed their family chocolate croissants. Literally, I've like, seen it. Yeah. Actively, without exaggeration, well, living off of protein boxes. Ah, oh, well, fuck that. Oh, yeah, well, we'll cut it. Uh, So to that, then, as someone who has worked in this kind of corporate environment, when it when it truly came down to its company policy versus the customer's always right. Who do you try to accommodate more like in when when the scales of justice are in question? And you're I hope like, nobody ever listens. I hope nobody ever fucking listens to this because <laughs> if I could just give customer things, I would. I can't because I need money to live. But trust me, like if it didn't affect me negatively, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. If it affected me, I'm saying in in your just a little less than it does now. Like all right, so I will give people the fucking house. One thing, <laughs> give them everything. You just be like, ah, fuck it, you're good. So, like, all right, at at the at the liquor store, every now and then, there'd be some situation where like someone's real close to getting whatever discount, 
and they're just like they'd have to spend like an extra twelve bucks just to get a ten dollar discount. I'm gonna get fired. I tell customers all the fucking time. I'm like, mm, well, that sucks. You can get it from somewhere else for cheaper. I only do it if it's someone I know and it's someone who didn't ask for it. I get commission and I tell everyone just the best thing because I am a re- I am a representative of myself as an individual. Fuck the companies. Fuck the companies. I literally don't give a shit. So in another situation, I work a check-in desk for let's say uh nah. Yeah. Athletic <laughs> thing. <laughs> Every now and then, sometimes it would just be more of a hassle to try to um, follow company policy than it would be to accommodate the uh, the customer, the client. Fuck company policy, unless it harms people. Like unless it puts other people at risk. Who cares? Yeah. Multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar companies. And I think that's the beauty of working in a in a corporatized environment. Because at the end of the day, it really just comes down to the personal interaction you have. And you can be like, you know what? This company is already exploiting so much of its workers and its like industrial base. They're already trying to just make extra money to impress shareholders. And and then unfortunately No one's going to give a shit about $24. No, you're right. And here's the thing is that like they're so concerned about the shareholders whilst perpetuating that they are creating an environment that treats their employees well when it doesn't. Because in all of those environments I've ever worked in, the employees are always either scared of losing their jobs, there's always some sort of nonsense or mess way above them that they have no control over that directly affects their lives. Well, and I think on top of, or just in in addition to the fact that it's like, there's other things going on. If the company did care about their employees, they would provide a means of job security or at least financial security with that job that would more incentivize, um, what is it like what their expectations are as as employees like that's the whole thing is like how do you incentivize your employees and i think that's that's I mean, something corporate. i can tell you how how it's very interesting because one of the easiest ways that companies try is by dangling the carrot of like upward momentum of moving upward or like progressing Eh, well, I'll talk about my employer. Let's just say that, like, I've been like interviewing for a different position that pays more, and my boss's boss is hindering me and other people from doing it. Absolutely. And I'm um, sorry. And that's where it's, it is. It's from higher because they're because they, I think that like you know the stores will have a little less labor because they'll have less people, so they don't want their stores to have less people, but like the environment that they've created because they're a piece of shit has made people leave. And that's why there's less people. So this is the same thing that happens in all companies all the time. The companies, they, they spout all this. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you until you have Howard Saltz who 
is the returning CEO of Starbucks, literally talking about unions are just trying to take your rights and unions are trying to do this and trying to do that. When really all, every single rights that you have as a worker in the United States is a result of a union. If it wasn't for unions, you would just be fucking homeless. You literally would go to work 24 hours a day, get paid $1. (laughs) You would get no holidays off. You, we just had labor day. Yeah, and I got, you know what I got for Labor Day? I got time and a half for Labor Day. I still had to work Labor Day, but I got what I get paid plus half. I was scheduled to work, but we closed at one and I would have had to come in at one. And so I was just like, oh, it's a fucking free day. And there are things. Ain't Ain't that neat? My employer, they do things like my employer gives, there are certain holidays. So if you, if I don't work a holiday, I get half pay. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, to be honest, they could just afford to pay me for the whole time. They could. They they totally could. Again, like that's what it all that's where like it's not cute that corporates doing this whole like uh you know, we'll just give you a little a little something something. And you're like, "You could actually just fucking pay me so that I can li- like can I live? Can I fucking live?" I love how I got distracted, but then there's the camp which is like the training videos, which to wrap it around, the training videos, like in my work, which have a person, they're like, oh, a person is coming in to shoot up the building. And the video has like a guy and he like pulls a fucking gun out of his like a big ass gun. And the people are running around and hiding behind the desks. And it is like fucking triggering, actually. It's so violent. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Okay. But <laughs> here's the thing is that like companies don't care about the people who work for them and it's up to the people who work for the cut like i even hate that that phrase quiet quitting oh i've i I've hate seen, that shit i've, I've seen that's the a, post it's Have a you, lazy thing to call it you've seen the the rebranding of quiet quitting, i haven't though, right? what is it it's called acting your wage oh no no because i know i know the person it's the same person who did the other meme is that person uh, I can't remember her name. She's on TikTok, absolutely funny, and she's like, she came up with that phrase. So it's like her thing. And I remember the last video was really funny because her boss in that video was like, "Stop telling people to act their wage." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" She goes, "Stop telling people to act to to act their wage." She goes, <laughs> "You're gonna give me a raise? <laughs> no, nope. so that I'm not gonna, because acting your wage means like, listen." Shit sucks, right? You go, you, you're you're participating in capitalism. Okay, but when you get there and you sign the document that says what you're going to do, doing only those things is what they asked of you. So even if they're exploiting you, doing the amount of exploit, exploitation. What do you think are red flags in a company interview that you've either... Family, family, family. We're a family. We're a family. I don't know if you know this, but we're a family. Where they try to DEI, develop this sort DEI. of like alternative, um, like emotional uh, family investment that you have in the company. DEI. What's DEI? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm. Oh my! Don't you know that we have programs? Don't you know that we have events? Don't you know that we give you? pizza <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 
That's the those little like we. I fucking hate a social, like a company mandated social. Mm. But you're not getting paid. Even if you're getting, pay, even if you're on the clock during a company social, I fucking no, hate. No, pay me to stand there. Don't care. You're not getting paid. Because to be real, to be real, that's the reality. It's very unlikely. I'm like, let's go bowling. You're not gonna get fucking paid. Like you're you're forced to fucking go out with your fucking boss with and your fucking coworkers to fucking bowl at Bowmore, and it's like kind of expensive already. So you have to pay for bowling. Then you have to spend time before you have to open the next day, probably, to go out with coworkers you don't really like. But along that same vein, you and I have both had jobs where we've really bonded with our coworkers. Do you think that's because of the mandated fun? You still tell that, those coworkers? You still, you still I, hugging? You still hugging? And couldn't... I still talk to you, and that, we met through yes, work. But I think that. Uh, to be fair, when you do meet people, you can make friends to work. That totally happens. You can make th- friends but through work. But generally, you meet people, you like them, you like them a lot, you really like them, and then you leave. And then you think about them, and you like maybe reach out. But then like, oh, we're going to hang out. Then you never hang out. You never hang out. You never hang out. You never hang out. I hang out when I can with who I can. You know, it's... <laughs> do you ever have those times where you're like, man... I kind of miss Melchor and Tereso. And, and, oh, 100%. You think that I'm not sitting at home and I'm like, man, I remember when me, Sarah, Brian, Mateo, and Eileen were fucking killing it and having fun every day with Chris and fucking Crystal. And then every day we would get fucking drunk. Then me and Sarah would go home and like, you know, be intimate and like go to sleep and then we would wake up and we'd have brunch and then go back to work because we worked at the same place. And it's like, man, you there's, know. There's camaraderie in the trauma bond. I guess, all right, I'm getting a little off track because I'm starting to talk about like the trauma bond of being the... Which which we'd already done. Yeah. But, but this is more of like... If you're gonna sell out, if you're gonna, cause like joining the workforce, if you're not like, if you're not in some sort of, I guess, career oriented position, you're not doing something that you're passionate about. You're doing like the, the job that is, uh, paying for you to live a lifestyle that you want, but maybe the, the work itself, your paycheck isn't, isn't what's, um, isn't what's fueling your fire. Are you selling out to either the mom and pop shop so that you don't feel like you've gone full corporate or do you sell out to the people who can afford you? Selling out implies that you have choice. That's a good point. That's a real fucking good point. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You 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 either work or you don't live. And maybe you work hard and you go to school and your parents help you take out student loans and you pay off your loans to work and hard and then you go to college. And then Biden forgives those loans. But lo- like literally everything you're doing is just so you can go to your fucking 
like uh, like there's some person who like lives in Dumbo whose apartment is like right over the bridge is like posting and jo- joking that it costs like uh, like a thousand dollars a minute to live there and stuff like that. But like all jokes aside, they probably make a lot of money. They probably work really hard. They probably just live the same level that I do because they're paying fifty times the rent that I do. Yeah. And that's the trick. The trick is is that like no matter how much money you make, you're kind of always in the same place until you like maybe crack the ceiling to the next level. But then like the next level really, once you're there, there is no more upward momentum. You're gonna be a billionaire. Maybe right. somebody here listen to this thinking they be a billionaire. You're not. <laughs> you're not gonna be a billionaire. Like, even if you're a couple millionaire, you're still... That's what's fucking crazy in today's economical climate, is even if you are a millionaire, you have a million dollars... A millions there. A millions? I'd say, like, if you're in single-digit di- single millions, you're... 20 million? If, you're, if you make it 20 million a year, that's different. But, like, if you have 20 million... And, like, assets... Like mm, twenty million assets is nothing. That's damn near like working class. Yeah, like oh boy, like you own two really big houses, and you can barely afford. You have one really big house, and one house that's decent sized in a really good location, and you don't live in that one because you need it. Because you need it. No, no, no. Because you need it to help pay for the property taxes. Of your big house. Yep. And your kids, of course, because they're more privileged and go to a nicer school, that means that they want to go to nicer colleges and they'll get in. They'll get in. So that means you need more money for that. There's no winning. There's no winning. And corporate culture gets you because it tricks you. It's like, oh, like you think it's corny. Like you're sitting there watching the videos. That's and you're like, it's you camp. think it's, it's corny. Camp. It's, it's camp. camp. Oh, no. no. It's predatory. It's not even cringe. It should be creepy. It's touching you in a way that that you shouldn't be touched. It's fucking it. It's it's Pennywise. It's the fucking, it's looking at you all innocently and you're like, oh, look, a silly fucking clown. And And then his tits are out. Next thing you're like, what? And then I'm going to TikTok too much. Sorry. That is a different... (laughs) Um, was that wasn't the one with the uh, the scars guard? Was it? I don't know. I don't think he has uh, a a Pennywise with big mommy milkers. <laughs> you weren't looking hard enough. <laughs> oh my lord! I should have seen it in three D. Uh, I, I saw it in four D. I actually saw it in 4D. What the fuck even is 4D? I remember my sister took me and we went and we went to like, um, uh, there's this place on 14th Street where they sell like British candy. And then we went to the 4DX theater and like it was like moving around and spraying you with mist. It's like shaking you and jerking you around. I don't around. like that. It's, like it's that not fun. But I'm going to tell you something. You ever been to a, like a music park and they have that ride where it's a screen and you're sitting in it with like eight other people and it's pretending to be a roller coaster. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it's literally that. Only the back of the seat has like three sections. There's a part in the bottom near your tailbone, a part in the middle, and a part in the top. So like we you know when Pennywise jumps 
you know, get you in the middle of the back just to fucking fuck with you. <laughs> but say something, it actually will fuck with you a little I bit. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just seeing the M&M's one at fucking uh, like Discovery Kingdom and Six Flags. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. You know what I do like, though, is in the training videos of corporate onboarding stuff when they have their mission statement. They're like, our mission here. To inspire and nurture the human condition. One person, one neighborhood, one cup at a time. Exactly. That's Starbucks. That, that just the mission statements, those are camp as fuck. I, they are. And they really try to get you. They, they re- really try to fucking manipulate you. Because you're they, like, aw, I, I feel like an ASPCA commercial right now. Our mission is to bring uncompromising service. To each and every one of our customers who make a difference. Our service is the best, the largest, fastest, and most reliable. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Better bitches, better money, better. <laughs> like, better everything. <laughs> my, my Lamborghini blue, my president is black. <laughs> Our president is dark, dark Brandon right now. I, I love it. Oh, oh my god! All right, well, oh wait, wait, wait! I gotta press the button because because it's oh, you know, the thing about having the power is that I get to like signal easily when it's over. Yeah, you are the the corporate overlord. I am the us. fucking arbiter of everything. I should fucking put you in training. So that you know how to, you should sit in that fucking chair. <laughs> if only you give me a company policy uh, module for me to follow. I can't. You know what we should do? We should actually revisit this one day in a more visual way, where we're able to put up like all the things, like put up different corporate things. Oh, that I'm, would be so good. I'm about, to st- I'm about to steal some fucking intellectual property from my like workplace for later. <laughs> Remember, when addressing the camera. Look just slightly to the left, because if you look down the lens of the camera, then you look like a fucking idiot. You know, yeah, because they don't like when you look at the camera. No, because right? it's real scary. It's like, <laughs> hello there. Um, so that was this. What that? What uh, that? That this was, was. Was that? Was this? This good? This is. Was that in good taste? <laughs> this is. Was that in good taste? As always, you can find me, Jaysberry. That's me. On Instagram at Art of Giving Up, and also on Twitter at What Funny Friend. And of course, you can always find Chandler at Chandler Does Jokes on the Instagram.